September bitches. Intravenous pumpkin spice. Kegels every day. Haiku by Sarah Salamander Perry. <laughs> we moved rooms, quieter room. <clears throat> Hopefully. We'll see. Okay. All right, so been a while since we posted a podcast, just want to apologize for that, because, um. well, Tyler got a new job, which in itself, just change is always draining at this point. It's like, it is something new. We were just used to everything being a certain way, and it's not, and it's like, oh God, new shit. Takes longer, it seems like, to adapt. Not even though I was like working harder physically at my last job. I'm fucking just drained dealing with more people on a regular basis. Well, and that brings up the la- the issue of like being comfortable, you know, just like you're even if it's like a shitty job or a shitty situation, it's oftentimes scarier to change for the better because it's different. So even though you have a better job, it's less physically demanding. It's a little bit more emotionally demanding, but you know, you handle that pretty well once you're used to it. And then, uh, you know, you make more money. Yeah. It's still as hard to do change. Yeah. Just a new situation, you know, stress hormones are quite a bit higher because it was so... I was on autopilot at my last job, like, from the moment I walked in until the moment I left, because I didn't, I didn't need to be engaged. I, I can make pizzas fucking comatose if I needed to um and that shit that's one of the reasons it was time to to move on is because it was so fucking boring Mm. but now that it's not boring now that I got what I wanted and it's not boring I'm fucking jacked up on adrenaline and fucking norepinephrine and cortisol from the minute I get into work until the minute I leave unless we have like a two hour dead period so it's just you know all of that new neurochemistry is just making it so all I want to do is fucking sleep and read while when I get off work, which isn't that much different than usual, but it feels like it feels like a necessity rather than just something that I, I would like to do. It is a shakeup of the routine. It's like we were used to doing, you know, like we each had our own roles and we were used to those roles and then just kind of everything gets changed around and like I have to do different things you have to do different things and yeah it's good though I feel like humans are malleable and we can change it's just a matter of allowing that to happen <clears throat> so many new neuropathways being forged right now <laughs> they got like Lewis and Clark little fucking electric pulses zapping their way through uncharted territory in my brain who's who's the Sacagawea Sacagawea uh, we're just gonna say God. Okay. <laughs> God is Sacagawea, Sarah. Okay, cool. Sacagawea. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to do a, a silly pronunciation, like an over-PC pronunciation of Sacagawea. Oh. Because I don't know how it's actually sp- supposed to be pronounced. Me neither. So I just made, like, HP Lovecraft noises. <laughs> <laughs> You know, get with, the, get with your shit. It's not Sacagawea, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's where we've been. Um, God, fucking... You, got, have, you have a new psycho killer amidst your... Jesus Christ. At work. <laughs> psycho killer! Qu'est-ce que c'est? Fuck you! Is that what he says? No, he didn't say fuck you. In like the original, like the uncensored version? No, he just says fuck, 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 That would be super cool if he did say that. Would be. Maybe he does it in some live performances. I hope so. Yeah. David Byrne's a genius. He can do what he wants. But yeah, um, describe this man. Okay, so this fellow started training at my work 
not long ago. I guess yesterday was his third training shift. And the dude... So... God, how do I even describe this person? So he is like 6'4", sort of like broad-shouldered, um, like dark sunburned looking skin, but like not like he had a sunburn, just that he had like a red tan. It was weird. Like a Trump tan, just darker? No, no, it was definitely like a natural tan. It's like what you look like when you go skiing for a long time. Like, oh, yeah. Tanned but burned at the same time, mm-hmm. but like not peeling or anything. He's got really dark hair that was like gelled up all fucking gross. Is his um, hair long or short? Short. Okay. And, um, really disconcertingly pale green eyes like lizard eyes and he's lumbering around the fucking store like he's on an entire bottle of xanax and has been for the last five years this motherfucker moves so slow both mentally and physically and so i'm just sort of like watching him before he introduces himself to me, because that's what I do. I just fucking watch people, and it helps me to, like, you know, confirm the vibes that I'm getting or not. My vibes are always right, but it helps fill in the gaps, I guess. So he fucking lumbers over and introduces himself, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy swallowed an entire pharmacy before he got here today. Because he's just slow, and everything he does is just plodding, schlubby, weirdness but then he's like you know he obviously thinks he's handsome because he's vacuous and arrogant and my one of my first thoughts was like this guy's not nearly good looking enough to be this fucking dumb (laughs) and i sound like a cunt and that's fine i these are just you know my first impressions they're almost always right sometimes they're wrong in this instance i would be uh, fucking blown away if I was incorrect about this guy. So we exchange a small bit of very small talk, minuscule small talk. And he says he lives in Portland. And I say, yeah, well, you know, I lived in Eugene and people asked why I didn't move to Portland and instead of Seattle. And I said, well, because Portland's just a fucking shitty Seattle. Um, which, you know, Portland's great to visit, but I would never want to live there because it's, it's just not my jam. Um, there are many reasons, but that's not what this is about. Uh, Mm. and he's like, well, have you lived anywhere besides the West Coast? And I was like, yeah, I lived in Minneapolis for nine months. And my conclusion was that I never needed to go back to the Midwest, uh, which ended the conversation, which was the purpose of that comment. Uh, so he fucking lumbers away and does for the first time something he continued to do throughout the rest of the and this is a fucking training shift he just lumbers outside and he stares at the buildings across the street from from this this place that i work for five minutes and then lumbers back in and so during this time i'm chatting with my coworker who's training him and i'm like so i don't want to be that fucking catty bitch or whatever but like this guy's not nearly good looking enough to be this fucking dumb and slow. And she's like, oh no, he's the worst. And then he came back inside and proved that point with a (laughs) plum. So he walks back in and he goes, Marta's like, hey, come over here. Sorry, Marta, I can cut out your name. And my coworker is like, hey, come here. Do you know how to roll silverware? Because we work in the service industry and that's something you do. And he's like, no. (laughs) I mean, I haven't done it in, like, seven years. And she's like, well, it's time to relearn. And so he walks over, and while he's walking over, he goes, Marta, you know, you've got it. And she's like, got got what? Fuck, I said her name again. Oh, well, I don't give a shit. Uh, No one's listening. No one's listening. It's fine. I could say all these people's names. The guy who I'm talking about, his name is Sam, and he's a cunt face. And if you're listening, fuck you. Uh, So... He, he fucking wanders in and he's like, Marta, you've got it. She's like, got what? And he's like, just, you know, that thing that all like good service industry people have all except for me. And she's like, yeah, 
what is it? And he goes, insincerity? And oh. I'm standing right oh. there. Yeah, no, this fucking, oh. Sarah's still pissed about this. She wasn't even I'm there. fucking pissed about it. So I'm standing right there. Marta just gets this, like, it's so brief because she's a fucking professional at what she does. And I'm sure she's had people say worse shit to her who she was actually serving at the time. So she just gets this brief look of sort of like quizzical bewilderment on her <laughs> face. But it's just a flash. And it's only because I'm looking right at her that I saw it. And then she just fucking puts on the happy server face and smiles and goes, Okay, <laughs> this is how you roll silverware. And I'm standing there in fucking shock. Like, he broke my brain by saying that. And I'm just like, did you... What? Did you really just... Did you... Was that just, like, a underhanded... What the... What the fuck are you? <laughs> and I said that to him as I'm stammering there. And Marta's just looking at me, obviously both bemused at my confusion <laughs> and also, like, pissed at this guy, but, like, really keeping it together. And I'm like, what the... What the fuck was that? What? Ooh. And he wanders away. Having, having done one roll-up, wanders away. Task incompleted because he's a cunt. Uh, <laughs> but it left Marta and me to discuss... How fucking crazy it is for somebody who's on a training shift to come up and say that their trainer is insincere, do a one one hundredth of the job fucking outlined by the trainer, and then lumber away to again go stare at the buildings across the street. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I... I'm still broken. I don't understand. What the fuck? Does he not want the job? If you can figure this shit out, and all the two people who are still listening to this fucking podcast, if you can figure this out, post it in the comments. You probably know me. Just text me. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so the whole shift unfolds in much the same way. This guy being pointed at a task, staring at it and then lumbering away and I'm like uh, so it luckily his ineptitude gave Marta and I quite a bit of chance to just like fucking postulate on what the fuck this guy is made of and I came to three conclusions and that is either he's a fucking sociopath or he's a broken robot. Or he's a broken sociopathic robot. <laughs> he, at one point, I'm trying to get at a terminal to punch an order in. And he's obviously looking for a check presenter. And I'm like, hey man, they're all over by the bar. And he fucking snaps at me and goes, sometimes they're right here. And I'm like, yeah, well, right now, they're all over by the bar and I need to use that fucking terminal. And he goes... Watch it with the back talk. You can't talk to me that way. And then fucking wanders off. And I'm like, who says that to somebody who has a job that they're being trained to do on their third training shift? Like, you... Oh. So, I punch my shit in. And then for the rest of the fucking shift, every time I'm going past this guy, he locks his fucking cold dead lizard eyes <laughs> right on mine and maintains fucking deadpan eye contact the whole way like to where he's giving me crazy side eye to maintain <laughs> to maintain eye contact and i am fucking <gasps> amused because oh it's obviously like a display of power or like it's supposed to be a threatening gesture or whatever, but it's like a fucking mannequin trying to threaten you. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, like you probably have a fucking, you know, like a human severed head in your basement, but you're hilarious because you're taking yourself really seriously for a sociopath right now. Like, aren't you supposed to feel nothing? But it's so weird because he has this massive ego and that's so apparent. And it's like, what the fuck? 
Oh. <sighs> so that's what's going on with me. Yeah. He is like a villain. I was talking to Tyler about this earlier, but he is like a villain that's thrown into a story just to further the plot. Like, Tyler talks about these people that he works with, a couple who are just like, one he works with and one that he that comes in a lot, that are super charming. They sound like the heroes or the warriors or like the people you're rooting for in a story. Um, and this guy, this new guy, Sam, sounds like the villain that's thrown in to shake shit up he is an archetypal douchebag. Like every <laughs> every possible excuse me, every possible fucking trait that you could prescribe to or ascribe, I don't know, to somebody who you would term a douche, it fits this guy perfectly. Like it's he is both aloof and uncaring as well as aggressive and egomaniacal it's he's he's the uber douche the uber douche well and this is why i was so upset is because when i hear about this i am not just upset at this guy that i've never met before who has never done anything to me directly i am upset at every single uber douche that has said anything to me and I want to get revenge on this one. I want to direct all of that rage at this one archetype, like, living being that's, you know, working with Tyler at this point. And isn't that really just what life is? Like, say you are having a hard time with someone and you're like, whoa, they are coming up with all this weird shit, throwing this weird shit at me. I've known them for five minutes well, you know what? Maybe you represent all of these other people that have fucked with them in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that basically is life. It took me so long to figure out that, like, some really innocuous things that that Sarah does fucking would just make me furious instantly and for no reason. And it's because they were poking at some fucking old shit that I hadn't dealt with. They were like, oh, I, my, you know, my subconscious brain is like, that reminds me of this that really hurt way back when you were super vulnerable. So here, I'm going to vomit all of that fucking pain onto this person who has nothing to do with that situation. So that, that, it took me a long time to figure out that's what was happening. Although this guy, Sam, is just This guy's like just dick. a cunt. Yeah, yeah. I've never met anybody as fucking cunty as this. <laughs> well, and I want to address the word cunt. Tyler works at an Irish pub at this yeah, point. Yeah, sorry. And they say cunt a lot there. So, we do. Yeah. We do. <laughs> yeah. Also, people in the service industry in general use the word cunt more than other places I've been. Well, and you know, you can sit there and be like, well, you're fucking feminism and you don't believe in women's rights fuck that like i'm taking back the word cunt you know what Bang. i'm a cunt boom and you know what i think women and men are fucking equal <laughs> yeah so fucking cunt it up cunts don't care <laughs> plus i in my life have met more men i would consider cunts than women <laughs> that's true you don't call women cunts. Tyler uh, doesn't call women cunts. And, I feel and neither like maybe, do I. Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's ingrained sexism. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe I should start calling women cunts. <laughs> See, then that makes it awkward. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you can I call can... a guy a cunt all you want. I don't care. But then if you call a woman a cunt, I'm like, oh, that it's hurts. Like, yeah, yeah. It's or like, like bitch. Some... Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to call a lady a bitch, but I'll call a man a bitch any day. Any day. <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. The double standard of sexism. Right? I it's so strange. I can call all the dudes cunts, but the one time I call that old lady in a wheelchair a cunt, it's off to prison for me. <laughs> That'd be some fucked up old lady. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's just been a fucking weird... And you know what? You know, 
we can sit here and we can be like, oh yeah, we're all fucking happy all the time. It's and we're true. happy with everything. And it's not true. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. It's okay to talk about whatever we want to talk about and deal with it. And use this as something to vent. Use this podcast as a way to vent. Because it's our podcast, you know? It's like a way for us to find our voice and express ourselves. And what is... What is it's essentially art. And what is art but just a way to express ourselves? Like... Yeah. Damn. Fuck yeah. Damn. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't really sound right. God. It doesn't have a ring. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's really about owning our shit, though, too. You know, it's like I had these customers yesterday that it was super annoying and I was talking shit about them. And then I don't know if they heard me. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe I imagine they did. But either way, I started to get annoyed. Like, I started to feel guilty because I thought they heard me. And then later I was like, fuck that. You know what? I did say that shit because they weren't great customers and they should know that. And just because I'm standing over here fucking serving them drinks doesn't mean that I get to have, that I, doesn't mean that I don't get to have a fucking opinion about stuff. And if they were to confront me about it, I'd be like, you know what? You're right. And you know what? I'm human. And you know what? If you can't deal with that, you can go to any of the other bars down the street. Now, fuck off. Yeah, yeah you cunts. <laughs> well, I think we found the title for this one. Cunts? Yeah. Cunts are just, us. Just Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, shit, we never did our human person song. We didn't. Oh, well. We can do it later. Yeah, fuck it. Cunt. We did do our human person song because you already heard it however many <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Through yeah. the magic of computer editing. Computers. 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 Doesn't work. Kind mm, of. Kind of. Talking, we were talking about uh, these people, so I, I, I looked up their names and the meaning behind names. So, like, Sam, this guy. The dickhead. The dickhead, the crazy guy. Uber douche. Sam means, like, of God or son or basically God, the name God, Sam, Samuel, you know? Um, and then the other two guys, so the super charming bartender, Martin... And that name comes from uh, Mars, the Roman god of war, which is awesome to think about if you're thinking about character development. And then the other guy that's super charming that doesn't work there, but from what I've told is, well, why don't you describe him? So this dude looks like a tall version of Morris Day from Morris Day and the Time of Jungle Love etc. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. If you don't fucking know it, you... YouTube, Google, there's all kinds of stuff. He, yeah. They were in the we Jane Silent... We live in a fascinating world. They were in the Jane Silent Bob movie. It was fucking rad. That was maybe my first introduction to them uh, when they were like, Morris Day of the motherfucking time! Yeah, what was that like? Fuck, fuck, motherfuck, motherfuck. Noise, noise, noise. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Put that shit in my hand. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> fucking... He looks a bit like that. He's got, he's like a, it's like a light brown fellow with a, an amazing mustache and um, like a real like high and tight fade that goes up to some like off-center parted curls that are always sort of like immaculate. I mean, his whole vibe is just immaculate. Like head to toe, I've never seen him in anything less than a perfect suit with with not a trace of lint or crease in it. And then, like, last time I saw him, here, I'll just I'll lay this out for you. He's got a fucking, like, jet black, like, slightly darker black suit on, uh, with a fucking, a, like, a light pink silk pocket square, and then a tiny living pink rose in his fucking as like a boutonniere like just in his buttonhole and they match perfectly they're the exact same color his and so he leans in says hello to my co-worker who they're like really good friends and then I'm fucking just grinning from their interaction like because he's just putting off the best vibes and I'm like god damn this motherfucker is charming and he fucking looks over and sees me and I realize I'm grinning and he's like, hey, man, what's up? I don't think we met. I'm Nolan. 
And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's so fucking smooth. And he shakes my hand. I'm like, oh, I'm Tyler. He's like, it's good to meet you, man. And then he fucking walks away. And I'm just awestruck because this guy's vibe is just love and light and suave as a motherfucker. And I'm like, God damn, I just want to fucking be around him. Like his, his vibe is just intoxicating. And unlike most dudes who are dressed that like impeccably head to toe, he had no smell, which was an interesting thing because like, think about the last five dudes you've seen in good looking suits. They like fucking reek of cologne most of the time. Not, not a, not a good look or a good smell. This guy was just like totally, it was, yeah, he's incredible. He's a really cool dude. Instant man crush. Just want to hang out with him (laughs) all the time. Um, and I said basically that to my coworker and she was like, he is the smoothest, suavest, like best person. And I was like, yeah, that's a, it's a good summation. So anyway. And his name is Nolan. And Nolan is... If you're listening to this, Nolan, I'm... No one listens to this. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's not that Nolan. It's a different one. Yeah, different Nolan. (laughs) But um, the uh, Nolan means um, what was it? Oh, like a noble warrior, which I also thought was Gaelic for charioteer. Charioteer. Okay, so I also thought that was interesting because basically, if we were to talk in archetypes, you have. Sam, which means God. So you have a God, just the God, a God there. Cunt God. But like, I, and I just read American Gods. And so it's all, that's my frame of reference right now. But think about like a modern day God who doesn't give a fuck. Why would he care about whatever? He's God. He's like, fuck, I don't need to do anything. Like. Totally numb to the world. And I'm a God of human beings. And so I completely represent human beings which are like driven mostly by their ego flawed disgusting creatures yeah so and then think about martin and his name means like the roman god of war and so why wouldn't a war god be charming like you'd want a war god to be charming and diplomatic because wars are not just fought uh, it's not just tangibles. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes it's fucking, uh, most of the time, it's like a chess game. So I thought that was interesting. And this guy, Martin, as an aside, is like the most skilled human interactionist that I've <laughs> ever met. Like he, he, every turn of phrase, every facial expression, every, everything seems totally effortless and at the same time, like, if you really look hard, also very calculating to get the absolute most out of the situation for him, whether it's, it's tips or just the person's adoration or whatever, and I don't mean that in, like, a manipulative way, I think he's just really good at it. Um, but he is just, it's almost like a chess game when you watch him speaking to a new person. Like he's like putting out tentative pawns of, of, of language, testing the waters and everything to see where they're at. And then fucking just comes out of left field, blasts the night over and it's fucking checkmate. And it's like, holy shit, that person loves Martin now. And he's just got him eating out of the palm of his hand. And it's incredible to watch. And if you were to recruit people to be on your side, then that would be a really good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, I just find it so interesting. Like, I haven't met any of these people. I'm just and, a really good storyteller. Yeah, well, and that's it. I don't want to. Like, and I have such a wild imagination that I heard about this guy, Sam, yesterday. And today I was like, oh, my God, so many fucking story ideas. Like, so many ideas about this. I looked up Tyler's name, what his name means. It's one who tiles things. Well, but the other meaning. I am good at tiling, too. (laughs) I am. I love it, too. Uh, But that might not be important at this moment. So, what was it? It was like, keeper of the door of an inn. Yeah. So, say, if, if we are speaking in general, and maybe in a realm of gods, where we're all just living amongst gods, then 
if Tyler is the keeper of the door of the inn where the gods go to visit, then he gets to choose who comes in and out of that doorway. I do like to just blast people with knowledge and try to open up doors in their brain. And yeah, what is a Tyler but someone that is fitting pieces together perfectly? Nice. Right? Like... I do like to do that. So, I mean, is this a round of short stories? I don't know, but I love playing this out. Like, and I... I need to write all this down before I meet them, because, you know, we're humans. Most likely these people are humans and not gods, and so um, we... Or do I literally work in the Inn of the Gods, an Irish pub on the waterfront? And who knows? Like, this is the thing. We're so limited by our senses. Like, I pretty much believe anything's possible. You already know that by now, I'm sure. But, God, and it's so fun to imagine that anything's possible. Like... Why wouldn't it be? That just means that nothing is impossible. (laughs) That's exactly what <laughs> right? I mean. Like, yeah. So anytime anyone's like, "Bah, impossible," bah, bah, yeah, bah. Think about, think about, <laughs> think about all the time someone's like, bah, 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 "Impossible." <laughs> you must obey the local customs. <laughs> think about all the times everybody, anybody's ever said that. So once, just now, when I did, but all the times that people have have thought like that's not possible. Well, yeah, it ended up being possible. Flight internet, electronics, all that shit. Like, mm. somebody at Cars. one point was like, oh, that's impossible. And it wasn't. So, why do most people think that all this shit is impossible? It's like, well, I mean, if it's possible on a physical plane to, like, smash those doubts, why wouldn't it be possible in the next plane up, which is, like, the ethereal, psychological, spiritual realm? seems even less likely that shit would be impossible up in that up in that rarefied air. <laughs> yes. Sarah just went away. I did, God. She didn't hear shit that I just No, said. I did hear all of it and then I immediately started thinking about other stuff and then was like, Yes, I should reply to that thing that he was just talking about. She doesn't so. listen to Irish people. Oh my god. <laughs> She said that one time, obviously a slip of the tongue, and I'll never yes! let her forget it. I know, and like, that's not true. I'm Irish. You're Irish. I listen to you. Don't, you work with all these Irish people. I don't want to get on their shit list. I don't want to get in any Irish person's shit list because I know that that's not a good place to be. No. It's an awful place to be. It is. Yes. So stop that. No, no, it's recorded. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like the way this one's going so far. Yeah. Well, I'd, I feel like we needed to just talk about random shit, you know? It's like... God. Yeah. What else? What else is going on? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Man, the power of cold showers, for me anyways. Cold shower! I have to say, I have to say that I was feeling depressed for a while, and it'll be another topic for another podcast, but I started doing, like, in, during my hot shower, doing, turning the water all the way cold, and just doing that for, like, as many breaths as I could do it, and then turning it back to warm. And that was enough. Like, after a couple weeks of that, it's like, damn, I feel so much better. And maybe it's just coincidence, but in the moment, like, it sounds like a terrible thing to do. It but does. after I'm done doing it, I'm like, oh, fuck, that was amazing. I feel so good. So just those little tiny bits, I think, help, you know. And, you know, you deal with the emotional problems behind depression, but you can also take charge and do some physical remedies for the depression while you deal with the emotional problems behind it. Yeah. I mean, fucking depression affects your body as well as your brain and your brain chemistry. And doing that cold shower thing is a, is a good way to sort of fire up your body and your, your brain chemistry. That Wim Hof guy is all about that shit. I did the cold thing for a while 
and then it started getting colder and it sounded like a horrible idea so i i jumped off that wagon but i'm trying to scrabble back on unsuccessfully so far mm. what else the fucking there's an earthquake yeah i guess i don't actually know when it was and now everyone is at, is like well the big one we're due for a big one it's all fucking doomsday. We're overdue. Yeah, I the other day the news was on because it was after a baseball game or something. The news came on, um, at work, and it was like, "What if the earthquake happened?" They showed all these like black and white slow mo videos of rubble, and like people saying, "This is where it might strike," and. This is what may have happened in the past. Those are the funniest fucking videos. This is the worst case scenario if this happens. Poorly animated rubble. The the jungle would soon take back New York City. It's there's no jungle near there. Animals would run free. <laughs> the elephants freed from Central Park Zoo would rape the children. <laughs> The devil will come and shit in your throat. <laughs> well, and this to me is a part of a larger, a grand design. The grand design of people. And you know what? You can throw whatever fucking conspiracy shit at me all you want. But you know what? It fucking fits. So fuck you and listen also. Damn. I love you also. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Listen up. Shut up. I love you. Yeah, I do. I do. So. Fuck. Okay, no, I have it. I remembered it. So Do it. the fucking the more that we're afraid. First of all, I've said this before and I'm going to keep saying it. The more that we're afraid, the easier we are, the easier we are to manipulate and control, first of all. Secondly, our culture teaches us that humans are inherently evil, which comes down to like isn't that is that a puritan thing? Is that a is that I mean, that's like a that's like a King James, right, like, thing. I mean, the Puritans definitely thought people were evil. Right, that people are basically evil. But, I mean, that's that... like the job of the church. It's like, you are all born evil, so come to the fucking church and we'll, uh, you know, we'll cash in your God credits and you, but... might, you might be not evil anymore. And, and we say that with, and we don't mean that about every church. Like, I have to say, I know tons of people who are churchgoers who are fucking awesome. Like, this is no judgment on you. I'd say, like, and this probably isn't... Just religion as a whole. Really. Yeah, well, and that's probably... And religion has helped a lot of people, I have to say. So my piece there is that. Like, I don't think that all religion is bad. I don't think that all church is bad. Um, just like anything. And besides, most what's bad is all relative. Poorly. What? I said most of them are just poorly executed. Yeah, a lot of the times they can have some um, bad intentions. But... <clears throat> Anyway, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So this, oh, yeah, we're just like, this whole earthquake thing, like this doomsday prepper earthquake thing, like this is the worst case scenario and the people and this and that. You know what? People are inherently good. Like, people fucking want to help each other out. People generally are incredibly powerful beings and actually, like, know how to solve problems and get things done and survive. But we're just taught that we're not good at that, which is bullshit. We wouldn't have made it this far, evolutionary speaking, if we weren't survivors. I believe at one point in human history, we were technically extinct because there were less than 2,000 of us worldwide. I mean, allegedly, like as far as we know. So we've already gone extinct and we're already fucking back. Like, I don't know, this whole thing with the earthquake, it's like, how do you feel when you think about what could possibly go wrong during a, during an earthquake? Are you afraid? Do you feel like it's all out of your control? Do you feel like there's nothing you can do? Do you feel like you need to go out and buy gallons of water and food and get a better car or get earthquake windows or I don't know, do they have those? <laughs> Storm windows. It's a window that causes like. earthquakes. It seems <laughs> counterintuitive. But you know what I mean? Is that how you feel? Well, then they've won. Like, the reality is, what can so we do? <laughs> no. No. 
The reality is what do we have control over is ourselves. They can never put out the light within us as long as we keep the light going. So what can you do? If you feel out of control right now, if you feel like you're terrified of nuclear war and earthquakes and fires and hurricanes and all of that, then what can you control? Take this as an opportunity for learning how to heal yourself. Because what happens when you heal yourself and you let the light shine from within you, you become a beacon of hope for other people. You inspire other people and they start to let the light shine within them. And you start to create this community of people who all have fucking shiny lights. And you know what happens to those people who have shiny lights? Nothing, nothing bad, only good things because you're all good people. Yeah. <laughs> Preach it. It's super frustrating these people are fucking Sarah, the new just, the new cardinal of the Church of the Shiny Lights. Just terrified. And you know what I think it is? I think I think it's <laughs> shiny lights. Anyways, I think it's because I it, it's it's frustrating for me because I've got this I've got, there's this position at work that's fucking constantly rotating. We get these new people in all the time. And you know, I don't understand why, but this, for some reason, these shifts, we get these new people in and they're like the same person. They're all emo have crazy emotional baggage. They all don't take control of their lives. And there's like a ton of drama and I don't get it. And it's emotionally draining for me because they talk to me about this and this isn't their fault. This is my, like, I need to set my own boundaries. I realize that I need to set, I need to take responsibility for this. I need to set my own boundaries, but it's frustrating for me to be like, well, it's not my, for, for people to be like, it's not my fault that I'm in this situation. It's everyone else's fault. And this has been happening to me for my whole life. And this is just the way it is. Fuck that. And fuck you. No, that's not the case. I shared about this in the past. It's time for you to take your fucking life by the reins and deal with your shit. And I'm sorry that I sound angry. She is. But like I said, it's time, people. It's time for you to take charge. Because you know what? You, 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 you don't have time for this bullshit anymore. Yeah, the world's ending. You're going to get raped happy. by an elephant. Do raped by an elephant it would tear you apart literally yeah yeah well and you know what maybe the females rape with their trunks too so guys you know what you're fucking get ready <laughs> female elephants only rape guys with their trunks <laughs> but you know get come on people take a small small responsibility just a tiny sliver start with the tiniest bit take responsibility for your day today that's it just go on and take responsibility for everything that happens to me today and then if it's too hard wait another month before you do that again but that's a small step or you know, <sighs> just... help us empaths out for fuck's sake we're so empathetic jesus <laughs> okay i'm done that was a mighty tall soapbox. God damn. <sighs> Think about it, though. You're working with people who are at the age you were at when you were at, like, your worst. Yeah. You were, you're working and with... And not everyone. Just at this specific position. This yeah. one position. No, her other co-workers are cool. Uh, but, I mean, think about you when you were that age. You were... Not this one person's older than me. Oh, well, then, you know, fuck them. <laughs> no, no, I just... Yeah, I have compassion no, for all of these people, and that's, I think... That's her downfall. <sighs> I She's read... fucking compassionate for these people, and she <laughs> invests all this time into what is essentially a hopeless cause unless it's changed from within, and then gets frustrated when they don't do shit. Because it's, you know, they don't give a shit. They just want to bitch to somebody. I read a meme. I read a meme or a quote or something. It said... The problem with being an empath is you feel sorry for the assholes, too. Or it was, like, something like that. And I was like, yeah, fuck. That's exactly it. Like, I do, I do believe that everyone's in our life for a reason. And then there's a lesson to learn. And maybe the reason why there's this rotating door of these people who are 
just don't have their shit together is because I need to learn to set boundaries. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps I need to learn to set boundaries and not get emotionally invested. And not, and you know, I'm not necessarily attached to these people, but the amount of energy, the amount of effort, it actually is, it is a piece of me that goes away, that I give away. And willingly, I'm, this is my fault, I'm saying this. It's a piece of me that I give away to these people when I see them hurting. You know, I offer them all these suggestions and when they don't take it, which people don't take suggestions unless they're fucking ready to change, which most people aren't. We just talked about change earlier today and how fucking hard that is. Like, I get it too. But it gets to be, it starts to wear on me, you know? And I don't want to become this jaded fuck asshole. (laughs) I sound like it now, don't I? (laughs) Jeez. (sighs) Get your shit. To get it all together, put it in, put a, it in bag. a bag, take it to a shit to store fucking... if you gotta, but get your shit. Get it together. <laughs> God. You know, I think part of it is too, I just listened to that, uh, it was like Duncan Trussell had Dan Harmon on his podcast, and they even the warning that Duncan Trussell is like, this is a dark podcast, a dark podcast. This is a decent Duncan Trussell impression. It was, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I listened to plenty, and, uh, Listen I listened to, the to it. It's dope. I listened to that one yesterday, and like it just kind of set the tone. And but the thing is, I do appreciate it. Like you can't, we're multifaceted individuals. Like people are, people are. There's so many levels. It's like we're never just one way. I think. Um, and yeah. sometimes you need to see the dark side and embrace it, confront it, and deal with it in order to turn it into light. That's basically how you grow. That's how I grow. Go deep into the catacombs of my crab shell. Or even seeds. I mean, you have to put seeds into the dark and they have to find their way to the light. Like, what are we but just fucking seed beings? We're buried and then fucking have to claw our way out to the light. vagina. And grow and then... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we should end this we should end this podcast on a positive note, you know. Fuck it. No. This no, is... I, I think we should give some tangible some tools that we use to feel better. Because we don't walk around like I mean, but we do that every podcast. We talk about how like, <laughs> oh, we're not perfect people and all yeah. this stuff and then we always end it with like, This is what we do. But like Maybe that's not how this podcast goes. Yeah. Nothing else about this podcast has been like any of the other ones. So True. why would we why would we do that? I feel like that almost cheapens like the emotional outpouring you just had. And we're not cheap. We're not cheap mother liquors. No. <laughs> crack is cheap. Crack is whack. I don't do crack, so we're not cheap and we're not oh, gonna cheapen the experience. The, oh, this is a great car fentanyl. Did we talk about this last time? I don't know. I wanted, someone was asking me about it yesterday, because, like, you were talking about maybe possibly it's being flooded or whatever, but, because the fentanyl. Let's end it on a fucking conspiracy theory, Yeah, bitches. fuck it. Here it is. Let me, let me drop some knowledge on you. I just spilled coffee on my penis. Um, <laughs> Confirmed. Let me, yeah. <laughs> Pictures or it didn't happen. Uh, so, here's the thing. In, in the 80s, it is now a documented and recorded fact that Ronald Reagan and the CIA flooded the fucking ghettos of America with crack cocaine, which is super coke. Wow, I look fabulous today. Mm. Uh, so it seems to follow that this is really throwing me off. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so I was video recording. Yeah. So, we're not going to be able to use that. Uh, so, fucking, it's a thing. It's not a conspiracy anymore. Reagan and the CIA flooded the streets of inner city America with crack cocaine in an effort to destroy the black population. This is, this is like a recorded thing. It's documented. That's what happened. So, right now, and, yeah, so right now there's this shit flooding the drug markets called carfentanil 
and maybe some of you know what fentanyl is. It was, until carfentanyl, one of the most potent anesthesia opiates or opioids uh, like available. Like you really were only supposed to get it if you were going under to have surgery or you had been given Oxycontin for long enough to where Oxycontin didn't work and nothing else worked. So they would slap a fentanyl patch on you that would release microgram doses of this shit uh, transdermally into your skin to like help you with your pain. But in reality, what it was really helping with was fucking opiates, like opiate withdrawal symptoms. So you, carf, what? Do you know the chemical? Usually, you know the chemical stuff. No. No. Here, look. I I looked this up just for how much stronger it is than morphine. Carfentanil is. Carfentanil is an analog of the synthetic opioid analgesic fentanyl. It is ten thousand times more potent than morphine, making it among the most potent commercially used opioids. Uh, biological half-life is 7.7 .7 hours, which is actually much longer than fentanyl was, I feel like. Um, and what does that mean? That means that it's out of your system in 14 hours? Yeah. And about and about 7 hours in, it starts to wear off? So carfentanil is used to sedate fucking elephants. It is oh literally God. an animal tranquilizer. Jesus. Something that weighs between 5 and 14,000 pounds. Which is roughly 26 to 27, 26 to 72 times the weight of your average adult male. Which is 195 pounds. So, here's the thing. Fucking fentanyl was a thing back when I was using. You People would get these fentanyl patches from like old people who had been on opiates for a long time who didn't like it. And, you know, they would sell on the black market for some amount of money. And then junkies like me would smoke the gel in the fucking patch, which is awful, by the way. Or they would slap it on and, like, let it do its thing for, like, the 24 hours that they lasted. Or they would just lick out the fucking gel. Now, I never liked fentanyl because it... It wasn't enough of a high. I don't know. It For me, it was just like, okay, I'm not dope sick and I'm tired. So, carfentanil is so much fucking stronger than fentanyl. Like I said, it's used to fucking sedate elephants. So, all of a sudden, it's showing up in heroin. Which makes sense from a business standpoint. If you have something that's like 10,000 times stronger than morphine and heroin's only like, I don't know, let's, I'm going to blue sky this, like 10 times stronger than morphine. I don't even know if that's right, but it's, it's not a ton stronger. Sarah's going to look that shit up. Yeah. So, um, you have this stuff where you can put a match heads worth of carfentanil in a kilo of heroin and you can make it so much stronger 10,000 times stronger. Or let's say less than that. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. So it's showing up in all of these drugs. And I'm wondering, I mean, because you've got the Reagan flooding the streets with super coke in the 80s. Now you have this fucking ultra heroin floating in and saturating the markets. And like back right after I stopped using... There was a rash of cocaine deaths in Eugene, Oregon, because somebody had put fentanyl, just regular fentanyl, in coke. So people are doing their usual line of coke and accidentally overdosing on fucking opioids. It's... <sighs> this is the problem with the war on drugs. It, it fostered in this nation the belief that people on drugs don't deserve to live. That was the basic message. Just say no. If you can't say no, you're making a choice that makes you less than a human being, which means we can just sweep you right the fuck out of the way. That... So, if that is the generally held mindset of the people in charge, which it seems to be with this new Eric Sessions cunt coming in 
and fucking trying to reinstigate the war on drugs. Anybody who thinks that Nancy Reagan's idea of just saying no is what we should be doing is a fucking cunt. Period. Full stop. It's it's ridiculous. People do drugs for a lot of reasons. Uh, and And none of them are are an excuse to make them less than a person in your mind. Um, so it seems to me that with car fentanyl all of a sudden flooding over from China or wherever it's coming from and exploding onto the drug markets and causing all of these drug deaths, it seems like, you know, with the, the coincidental timing of Eric Sessions' new deal about how, like, oh, you know what we should do? We should reinstigate the war on drugs. It seems like maybe they're trying to make an example, have a good sort of, like, poster child reason we should fucking stop, you know, we should start the war on drugs again. I don't know. It seems really fucking shady. And, uh, yeah. So it's super easy to overdose because you were saying that basically if you're cutting heroin with carfentanil, you're just eyeballing it. And if you're eyeballing it, then who knows how much you're throwing in there. Yeah. It's, I mean, fentanyl was measured in, in micrograms, which is what... LSD is measured in. Like, a thousand micrograms of LSD is enough to make you lose your shit forever. Uh, so, like, one microgram of carfentanil is, like, enough to kill a human. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. If you took it all at once. Yeah, if you took it all at once, I, I bet it would. Um, check my maths. Uh, but it's incredibly potent, and unless you have a microgram scale, which, I mean, like, it's pretty safe to assume that somebody selling heroin in large quantities doesn't need a microgram scale. They need a scale that weighs pounds and kilos and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you're, you know, if you're eyeballing something powerful enough to take an elephant down with a microgram or whatever, then you, you chances are you're going to fuck that measurement up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're the government and specifically doing it to fucking kill people, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And we can end it right there, motherfuckers. The government's <laughs> trying to kill you. Something to think you. about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, historically... Trying yeah. kill you, keep you, af- or keep you afraid. Dead, afraid, or making them money. Mm-hmm. So... Also, not, not thinking um, outside of social norms. I mean, people like us are fucking... I'd say before the internet, you're you're persecuted if you think these thoughts and you have these different ideas and you are, you know, concerned. You're always questioning everything. I mean, then you're just, but I like, I question every fucking source. Like how, who, oh my God. Like if you look something up, say for instance, you look up symptoms, which don't do that on the internet, but if you ever did, you know what website first comes up? WebMD. First yeah. of all, who runs WebMD? Who pays for WebMD? Do you know? Because I don't fucking know, and I don't trust that shit. Like, the, I read the articles, and I'm like, dear God, this was written by a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. This is exactly written by a pharmaceutical company to tell me that the thing that I need to do is get on antidepressants, or... Or call an ambulance, because yeah. you're about to fucking die. Yeah, like, and the thing is, we have survived... For thousands of years. Sans WebMD, thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. So so the moral of this story, I would say, is don't fucking buy into the bullshit. Question shit. Question Ask, everything. Question yourself. Question why do you have this fear? Why do you feel depressed? Why are you this way? Why are you that? Whatever. Question it and really fucking be honest with yourself. Yeah. Because, why do these things keep happening in my life? The same yeah. thing happening over and over again. Well, fuck. Think about it. Actually yeah. think about that. That Link the things. See if you can trace it as far back as you can get. And then maybe you'll have one of those like, oh shit, this always happens because this happened way back then and it fucked me up and I keep repeating it. And the reason you keep repeating it, I hate to be the one to tell you this, is because you need to fucking fix it it's an opportunity to learn how to fix that and change your life 
Look at that. Accidentally ended it on a fucking inspiration. We moment. did. As fucking cranky as we are, Damn. or at least I am, today. I'm not cranky. I'm thrilled. I love hating on cunts. <laughs> oh my god. We should call this one, like, the drug cunts. Hating on cunts. <laughs> Alright, well that's our podcast today. Shall we do an outro? Since I did open it with a haiku. You did? Yeah, no, that was good. Maybe I'll just go on in the beginning and be like, oh, today we have a haiku instead <laughs> yeah. of an opening song. <laughs> Uh. Wait, no. Yeah, that was perfect. God damn. I had I had an amazing melody that I wanted to use for this. The human person podcast. It's the human person. It's podcast. the human person podcast. Couple the of human cunts. Person. Couple of cunts standing around person. talking all shit. Talking out shit. Person. Shitting out our mouths. And you know what? Shitting into your podcast. ear holes. Yeah. <laughs> Loving that shit. <laughs> Drink it up. Okay.